This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Randy Han and Celebration Church in Fresno, California. For more information, please visit celebrationchurch.cc. Uh, in this series, we've been emphasizing this truth. If you've been here the last couple of weeks, this truth right here. For God to answer prayer, prayers have to be prayed. I like that. For God to answer prayers, prayers have to be prayed. That's the reason why we just took a moment together as a church to pray for those that are in need. In 2 Chronicles 7.14, it's kind of been our theme verse for this series. It says, if, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, notice there, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, notice then, so, so God is saying you do the if, And then notice, then I, God says, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Um, For prayers to be answered, prayers have to be prayed. According to this verse, and we've looked at other verses, is that in order for God to do the then, in order for God to get involved in our lives, we have to open up our lives by praying Prayers. God says, if you'll do the if, God will do the then. We've been doing this for the last 14 days, uh, what we're calling the, the 714 prayer challenge. How many of you have been doing that with us? Thank, thank you. Two people, three people over here in Columbus. Y- y'all awake here in Columbus. Anybody going to help me preach today? Can I, can I hear a big amen? You, you, you know I, I like some help. And uh, Madeira, for, I, I like lots of help. You can get a whole lot better preaching if you just help every once in a while. Now, how many, come on, I'm, I want to be encouraged. How many of you are really doing 714? You're doing that with me? Good, good, good. And, and if, if you're not doing that, you need to get in the game. We're going to be doing that for another seven days. It'll be a total of 21 days. And we're just applying the scripture. We're just challenging people at 714 a.m., 714 p.m., just to, to turn their alarms, have an alarm. You know, we live in a society with push notifications or we set alarms for everything. How about setting an alarm just for prayer? And uh, that's what we're encouraging you at 714 a.m., 714 p.m. Just, just take a time out. Take 15 seconds. We're not asking for blood here, church. Just take 15 seconds, 20 seconds, and just say, God, would you heal our nation? God, would you heal our land? God, would you heal our families? And God, bless our, our, our good-looking pastor. God, bless him. At 714, I, I want to encourage you, you could do that this week. God says, if you'll do the if, I will do the then. And, and I so believe that this is the answer. This prayer right here is, is the answer to our nation. It's the answer to the racism and the anger anger and the political turmoil. It's the answer to your needs. It's the answer to your problems. It's the answer to your pain. God says, if you'll do the if, if, I will do the then. The the first two weeks of this series, we focused our our teaching on inspiring you to pray. I, I don't know if I did a good enough job, but if you've been here the last couple of weeks, that's really been... The focus is just really to try to inspire people. Hey, maybe I need to do that. Maybe that's a, a good idea and, 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 and help you see that really prayer can be enjoyable. Today, I want to talk about a prayer for pain, a prayer for pain that you should, you should pray. Uh, instead of just getting you excited about prayer, I'm going to teach you a prayer that you should pray at 7.14 a.m., 
and 7.14 p.m. all week long uh, that deals with pain in your life. Uh, You know, pain is something that we all are familiar with. Uh, Most of us, if not all of us, have pain somewhere in our life. Uh, Physical pain, possibly. Uh, For others, it's emotional pain. Uh, For others, it's financial pain. In fact, we were just receiving an offering and that was painful for you because because you're not doing as good as you like to and you like to give. And and, and there's just pain in that area. So anything that talks about finances, you just kind of shut it off. But what if we could pray a prayer that could fix that pain in our life? And then there's a a huge one, relational pain, uh, where relationships are strained and stressed and... um, And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about praying a prayer uh, for your pain. James 5.13, the New Living Translation says this, "Are, are any of you suffering hardships? I like that. Notice what the Bible says. James says, this is Jesus' half brother, by the way. He says, uh, you should, you should pray. You should set your alarm at 7.14 a.m. Well, I'm adding to the scriptures a little bit. But, but you should, you should, if you're in hardships of any kind, you should pray. Let, let me give you a literal translation of that same verse. I like this in James 5.13. It says, if you are experiencing pain, pain, you should, you should, you should light up, snort up, drink up, sleep up. No, you should, you should pray. Um, now, when I read this verse, I mean, I read this a few weeks ago, and I'm telling you, it just made me think about the Old Testament story of Jabez. I preached along these lines before, but it just like fireworks went off when I looked at the literal translation that said, if you're in pain, Randy, don't, don't drink another bottle, but, but, but pray. If you're in pain, don't, don't, don't blog about your pain, tweet about your pain. Text about your pain. Talk about your pain. It says that we should pray. And I couldn't help but think of the story of Jabez, a man who was only mentioned in, in, in two verses in the whole entire Bible. And the only thing that the Bible mentions about him is that he prayed a prayer in the midst of his pain. Um, we find his story in First Chronicles uh, in the Old Testament. We're going to go there and read those two verses in just a moment. But what is absolutely interesting is that the first nine chapters of Chronicles, it, it actually does that. It chronicles the, the history or the genealogy of God's people. It's just, it's just it's the most boring reading that you'll ever read in your life. It's not one of those devotional uh, chapters uh, uh, that you'll, you typically read because it's just uh, this begat that and begat and begat, 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 begat. It's just a begat after a begat. And then what's, what's and, and, and actually it mentions over 500 names over the span of 3,000 years. And it actually starts with Adam and it goes all the way through uh, King David's grandkids. And it's just a begat after begat after Begat. How many of you get the context of what we're talking about here? So 3,000 years of genealogy, name after name, Adam and all the greats, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. And then all of a sudden, catch it, all of a sudden in this whole list of genealogy, 
uh, the name Jabez is mentioned and the Bible stops. And for two verses, it doesn't do this anywhere else in the nine chapters. And for two verses, it talks about Jabez. It's powerful. It's the most powerful thing. And it's kind of hidden in this genealogy. And that's the reason why most people don't know about Jabez. Let's read the two verses. Here's, here's the first verse. In 1 Chronicles 4, 9, it says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. I gave birth to him in pain. So his mother named him Jabez because he caused her pain in childbirth. Apparently, they didn't have epidurals back then, and she was not happy about this one. In fact, the, the name Jabez, it, it means pain. So every time they would call Jabez Jabez, they were really saying pain. Come here, pain, or there comes pain, or there goes pain, or what are you doing, pain? Uh, Bible names were completely different than today's names. Uh, Bible days names, they actually really, really focused and meant something and uh, two things uh, you need to know, to know about, uh, especially Old Testament names, is that they would name their kids based upon what they were experiencing at that moment. <laughs> so, so wouldn't that be crazy if we did that today? We'd have names like, ouch, like, are, are too long, right? Or, are you with me? Or, or you suck, right? Well, they, they, they would name their kids the, the, the experience that they were having at that moment. And then secondly, they would name their kids based upon their destiny uh, that they believed God had for their life. So for Jabez here, in both cases, guys, this is pretty bad stuff. Um, this, this is a tragedy here. Uh, this kid whose name is pain, he's carrying around this label of pain. His whole life is marked by pain. And what I like about Jabez is instead of living with his pain, I'm talking to people at all of our campuses today because you're dealing with pain. And what I like about Jabez is in the midst of his pain, instead of, instead of Jabez uh, living with his pain, he actually resolves his pain by praying a prayer. Go think about that. Who would have ever thought it would have come back to prayer, right? Jabez says, I'm not going to live my destiny in pain. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to resolve this pain in my life by praying a prayer. And I give you the second verse that talks about this man. He said this, Jabez cried out to God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me. And enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm. Notice, so that I will be free from pain. Now, when we're in pain, this, this is usually not the, the prayer we pray, right? When we're in pain, we usually talk to God about our pain. Hello? Isn't that, isn't that how that usually goes down? But Jabez, listen, he didn't pray, God, do, do something about my prayer, my pain. Jabez prayed four specific things that would enable him to be free from his pain. What is Jabez teaching us here? Jabez is teaching us if God does these four things in our life, then hear me, 
the result will be freedom from pain. If, if you're in pain today, hear, hear me. I believe this is so huge. If you're in pain today, uh, I'm just saying there's another way for you to pray instead of just praying about your pain. Um, you need to hear that. Um, you know, if one's going to clap, we might as well all clap. Let's go ahead and give the Lord a hand. Come on, he's worthy. Come on, in all of our camp. Is he worthy? Has God been good to anybody today? Now, I'm going to give you the last part of that verse. I believe this is going to inspire you of those two verses that talks about Jabez. And notice what happens here. The last part in 1 Chronicles 4.10, and God granted his request. Jabez says, I'm a man of pain, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to pray about my pain. I'm going to pray this prayer. God, would you bless me? God, would you enlarge my territory? God, would your hand be upon me? Huh? And God, would you keep me from evil? And the very next statement of that verse says, and God granted his request. My, my prayer today is that that would stir you up. Why in the world would God answer this prayer? Could it be that Jabez was praying a God-inspired prayer? Could it be that, that, this, that, the, that this kind of prayer is a prayer that God will answer? Could it be that this is the kind of prayer that God is wanting you to pray at 7.14 a.m. and 7.14 p.m.? I do believe that because if God answered this prayer for Jabez, God is no respecter of person. He'll answer this prayer for you. What if, I'm just dreaming here today. I don't know if I have any other dreamers with me, but what if you prayed this prayer? And what if God answered this prayer? What in the world would your life look like then? So what if we put this prayer to test this week, seven days, 7.14 a.m.? 7.14 p.m. You could actually pray this in about 15 seconds. So again, we're not asking for blood here. But what if you prayed this prayer and took that 15 seconds or for others, take a minute, two minutes, five minutes. Some of you can get carried away. I know I started a 7.14 prayer and got carried away 30 minutes later. I'm, I, I didn't even realize I'm still praying. And I'm still praying. What, what if we put this prayer to the test? What if God answered this prayer? What would your life look like? So, so we're going to put this prayer to the test at all of our campuses. Everybody's going to get in the game this week. Come on, hundreds of thousands of people. And we're going to pray this. What are we going to pray? Number one, here's what we're going to pray. Pray for God's blessings. Pray for blessings. Jabez prayed, oh, that you would bless me. You see, blessing in the Bible simply defined is a divine enabling for success in every area of your life. How many of you could, could use some of that? I could tell some of you need it bad. What would that look like if God got involved in our life, in every area of our life, and we had success in every area? Of, that's what he was praying. God, help me to be successful in every area of my life. When you ask God to bless you, you're, you're saying God, impart your supernatural favor upon my life. To be blessed by God means that you just have God on your side. There's so many, 
so many church-going people, they, they don't realize that God wants to bless them. They, they, they don't read the, they don't know what the Word of God says. Let, let me, I can take you to hundreds of scriptures like this, but let me just give you this one today. Psalms 512 says, for surely... It's a sure deal. I like that. Surely. It's a sure deal for surely. Lord, you bless the righteous. Now listen, that righteous just means that, that you've received Jesus. If you receive Jesus, then the blood of Jesus makes you righteous. Your good works don't make you righteous. You receiving Jesus makes you righteous. And, and, and the word says, surely the Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround him with favor as with a shield. See, your prayer should be, God, since it's your desire, bring it on. Bless me, Lord. Bless my life. Bless every area of my life. This is a prayer we've got to pray if we're going to walk in a greater level of blessings in our life. Now, here's the question. Why would God want to bless your life? Well, the Bible is very clear why he wants to bless your life. We see it when he was blessing Abraham's life in Genesis 12 too. He says, I will bless you so that you can have another car, so that you can have another house, so that you can have more stuff. No, God's not opposed to that, but that's not why God blesses you. I will bless you and you will be a blessing to the flood victims. You'll be a blessing to the Filipino people that are, come on, I'm going to bless you because you're going to touch needy people in your cities, in your communities, in Clovis, in Madeira, come on, in Fresno. I'm going to give it to you so I can get it through you. I'm going to bless you so you can meet other people's needs. The blessing wasn't so that you could just have more, and that's where, that's where many have messed up, and, and preachers have. This, the blessing isn't so that I can just have more. The whole purpose of God's blessing on your life is so that you can be a blessing to other people. God, listen, God has no problem blessing you if you have a heart to bless others. If you're just going to be stingy and stuck up and hoard it all, don't, don't expect God to get involved in your life. God isn't just about you. He's about all peoples on the face of the earth. But, but catch it, catch it. In the midst, if you have a heart to bless others, you get blessed yourself. It's a good life. You're kind of like a hose hooked up to the faucet, right? Well, well, the, the hose is not collecting all the water. It's a, just a channel for all the water. But the hose still gets wet, releasing the water. Somebody ought to be thankful that God wants to bless his people. So Jabez, in the midst of his pain, the first thing he prays, oh, God that you would bless me. God needs you blessed. God can't use you if you don't have it to give it. I'm going to say it again. God, God can't use you if you don't have it to give it. Listen, listen. If, if, how in the world can you encourage somebody else if you're discouraged yourself? We're not just talking about a money thing here. We're talking about a blessing in every area of your life. How can you be an encouragement if you're constantly on Prozac yourself? God wants to bless your life. How can you give peace to other people if you're in turmoil yourself? How can you help another's marriage if your marriage is messed up? How can you give to the poor if you're poor yourself? Now, many people... They, they, they don't pray this prayer because 
And I'm pushing on this. I'm taking a little bit more time on this point because this is tough. I don't know why we're afraid to pray this prayer. But many people won't pray this prayer because they think that it's a selfish thing to pray. But I'm here to challenge you today. The truth is it would be a selfish thing for you not to pray this prayer. Are you here? Because listen, as a believer, you are most effective being blessed by God. Because when you're blessed by God, when your life is well provided for, then you can spend the rest of your life being used by God to help other people around you. Come on. Come on. Are you hearing it today? I think some people think God's a withholder. God's not a withholder. God wants to bless you. Notice what Matthew says. Jesus himself said, so if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who what? Ask. You got to pray. You got to pray. You get, when's the last time you ask God, God, bless me only two verses in the Bible. He's a man full of pain. He doesn't pray about his pain, but he says, oh God, that you would bless me. Do you want to live a life that is free from pain? Then here's the first thing that you need to do. You need to just simply ask God, 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 would you bless me? Listen, God's no respecter of people. He will answer that prayer if you'll pray that prayer. The the second thing we want to pray here is that we're going to pray for influence. This is closely related, but so important. We're going to pray for influence. Jabez prayed, God, enlarge my territory. God, I'm, I'm hinged in. It's too small. God, I need greater influence. You see, territory in the Bible had to do with the sphere of influence that you had. So Jabez is praying, God, give me, give me Influence, God, God, I want to make here it. God, I want to make a difference. This is huge. He says, God, that you would bless me. But then God, once you bless me, God, I want to make a difference in my world. God, I want greater influence. I, I want to turn the world right side up. Listen, you can't make a difference until you have influence. And the greater your influence, the bigger your territory. You see, your territory is everywhere that you go and everything that you do. And Jabez is just simply praying, God, everywhere I go, I want it to be bigger. Everything I do, God, I just want it to be bigger. God, I want it to be bigger in my marriage. God, I want it to be bigger in my family. I want it to be bigger in my home. I want it to be bigger in my work. God, I want it to be bigger in my relationships. Oh, and God, let it be bigger in our church. I want my faith to be bigger. God, I want my dreams to be bigger. Come on, could anybody use some influence? Jabez is praying, God, take the limits off my life. God, I want to be an influencer. God, help me to change the world. First, he prays, God, bless me. And then he says, oh, God, enlarge my territory. God, give me Give me influence. And and again, many of us don't realize that God wants us to pray for this. But in Psalms chapter 2, I love this verse out of the message translation. This is really going to, this is going to make you happy today. If if you're here and you're not happy, get ready. Get your seatbelt on at all of our campuses because it's your birthday. You're getting ready to get happy. God said, notice what the psalmist said here. God said, you're my son and today is your 
<laughs> your birthday. Hey, come on, turn to your neighbor and say, happy birthday. See, you thought you only had one birthday, but according to God, today is your birthday. And when you get to tomorrow, it'll be today. So it'll be your birthday tomorrow, and it'll be your birthday the next day. God's trying to tell you something. Hey, it's your birthday. And then he says, since it's your birthday, what do you want? And then he says, name it, pray it, ask for it. Don't pop another bottle. Ask for it. He says, you name it. Nations as your present. You want me to give you nations? How about continents? I'll give you a continent. I'm telling you, God is a whole lot. He thinks a whole lot bigger than we think. He says, you can command them all to dance. Oh, I love this. For you. Notice how big God thinks. God wants to give you nations. God wants to give you influence. God wants to give you continents. God is saying, you name the kind of influence that you want. God says, I'm going to do it for you because it's your birthday. Huh? God is saying, you want a dollar fifty cent raise? Or do you want to influence a nation? Come on, I think some of us are, oh, God, if I could just have a dollar fifty. And God's thinking about nations. God's thinking about continents. God's thinking about changing the world. And you're thinking, if I could just get 25 cents an hour, I'd be like, no, you need to dream higher. You need to dream bigger. God, give me greater influence. Some of you are praying about your pain, and you need to change your prayer and start praying, God, give me. God, it's my birthday. Give me nations. Give me continents. I I love this. Some of you aren't getting it. Listen, God says today is your birthday. What is it that happens, hello, on your birthday? It's your special day, right? Your birthday is your special day, and you ask for what you want. When I was a little kid, I said, th- Dad, this is what I want. Mom, this is what I want. Now when it's my birthday, you know what I do? I go, baby, this is where I want to go eat. This is what I want to go do. Why? Because it's my birthday. And God is saying, every day is your birthday. You need to ask me what. You need to name it. You need to claim it. You need to believe for it. I'm preaching better than you're shouting today. God is saying, when you pray, act like it's your birthday. God is saying, I've got influence to give you if you will ask for it. In Psalm 72, Solomon, he asked for influence. He asked God to make him famous and well-known. He asked God for wisdom and honor and wealth. Did you hear that? He asked God, God, I want to be famous. God, I want to be well-known. It's there in Psalm 72, Solomon Most of us think, you can't pray that way. What kind of prayer is that? Most of us would think, well, that's just arrogant, and that's selfishness, and that's prideful. Yet, in Psalm 72, God answered Solomon's prayer. you got to hear it. God made him one of the most famous people of his day. Why would God answer that kind of prayer? Because in that same chapter, listen to it, don't miss it. In that same chapter, when Solomon said, God... Make my name great. Give me influence. Make me famous. Give me increase. Give me wealth. In Psalm 72, listen, he said to God, God, I'm not looking to be TMZ famous. I'm looking to be kingdom famous. 
He goes on to say, and God, if you'll put it, if you'll give me greater influence, I'll use it to advance the kingdom of God in my world. Listen, I'm here to tell you, if your dream is connected to the heartbeat of God and his kingdom, I'm here to tell you, get ready. God's getting ready to give you nations. Hello, somebody. It's your birthday. Do you want to live a life free of pain? Then pray the prayer of influence. Jabez prayed, oh God, that you would bless me. God, would you, would you give me influence? When was the last time you prayed for that? Can I remind you, God answered this prayer. If this was a wrong prayer, God would have never answered it. And I believe God wants you to pray this prayer. And if we'll pray this prayer of celebration, I believe God will answer it in our lives. The third thing that Jabez prayed is that he prayed for presence. He prayed for presence. Jabez prayed, God, let your hand be with me. Um, In the Bible, throughout the Bible, the hand of the Lord, that phrase, throughout the Bible always represented the presence and the power of God. So Jabez says, oh God, I don't want just the blessing. I don't want just the influence, but God, I I need your presence. I I need your power in my life. Uh, Acts 11, 21. Let me just show you a few references so you know what I'm talking about. Notice the Lord's hand was with them. That's the presence. Was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. Notice what happens when God's presence is with us. In Acts 4, 29, Paul prayed this prayer. Excuse me, Peter prayed this prayer. Oh, Lord, stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. So, so, so. So Peter prayed this prayer, prayer, God, God, we need your hand, we need your presence, we need your power in our lives. In 1 Chronicles 29, 12, it says, in your hand is power and might, in your hand is to make great and to give strength to all. Jabez is praying, God, I, I can't do this by myself. Come on, it don't take long, right, to live life with all honest today at all of our campuses. You can't do this thing called life without the help of God. Oh, you can do it, but you're going to be strung out on drugs. You're going to be taking all kinds of medication just to cope with the stress. You can't do this thing called life without God's help, without God's presence. Maybe, maybe instead of praying about your, prayer, your pain, maybe, maybe what you should pray, Oh, God, I can't do this without you. God, I need your, your presence. Even Moses himself in the Old Testament said, God, if your presence doesn't go... I'm not going. God, if you're not in it, I'm not going to be in it. I think that's the attitude of Jabez. Oh, God, that, that your, your presence would be in my life. God, I need your presence. I, I'm totally dependent upon you. Zechariah knew that, right? Famous verse that we all quote sometimes. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by your presence. It's by your spirit. It's not by my intellect. It's not by my wisdom. It's not by my degrees. It's not by my money. God, it's by your, your presence. Uh, do you want to live a life that is free from pain? I would encourage you. You should pray for God's presence. Here, here's the last one. Pray for protection. Pray for protection. He said, oh, God, that you would bless me. 
God, that you would enlarge my territory, that your hand would be upon me. And there's the last thing he prayed, oh God, that you would keep me from harm, that you would keep me from harm. Wow. Really? Notice he doesn't say, God, would you get me through harm? Would you get me through the evil? Jabez says, I don't even want to be close to it. I don't even want it to come near my family. I don't want that harm. I don't want that evil. I don't want no devil's demons. I don't want nothing to even be able to touch my family. I'm, I'm tired of going through things. I want it to stay away. He says, oh, God, keep me from harm. Psalms 91, we know it. You know, the, under the shadow of the Almighty, notice what the message translation says of Psalms 91.10. Evil can't get close to you. Harm can't get through the door when you're under the shadow of God's presence. Come on, that's God's promise to you. In 1 John 5, 18, 1 John 5, 18, it says, we know that God's children do not make practice of sinning. How, how many of you know that's true? If you're, if you're born again person, it's not like you're trying to go out today and say, hey, I'm, I'm one to sin. You're not looking to sin. Now, we all sin, hey? But we're not looking to sin. We don't practice sin. It says, we don't make a practice of sinning for God's son holds them securely and the evil one cannot the evil one cannot we need to release some faith that the evil one cannot touch my home my life my marriage my kids my finance we ought to get bold we ought to get confident we ought to get brave and hold our our chest in the air and say I serve an almighty God and when I'm under his shadow I'm under his protection and there's no evil that can even come nigh my dwelling (laughs) oh God would you bless me God enlarge my territory God, that your hand would be upon me. Oh, God, that you would keep me from evil. Well, why would God put this prayer in the Bible? Come on, are you with me? We're going to land this thing. We're, we're closing. Listen, if you, haven't, if you haven't got excited yet at all of our campuses, you're almost out of time because we're, we're bringing this thing to an end. Well, why would God put, why would God stop this genealogy of just thousands of names and start talking about a man by the name of Jabez and the prayer that he prayed in his pain. I believe it was to let you know at all of our campuses that God hears and answers the prayers of ordinary people. You see, Jabez, he, he didn't kill any giants. He never walked on water. Jabez was not thrown in the fiery furnace. No, Jabez was just a man in pain. Just like you. Just like me. And he prayed a prayer that changed his life forever. If this ordinary man could pray this prayer and God answer his prayer, then I'm here to encourage you. You can pray this prayer and God can answer this prayer for you. He was doomed. He was written off. Doomed for failure. But he stood up in the midst of all that pain. Are you done living a life full of pain? I dare you. I double dog dare you. 7.14 a.m. 7.14 p.m. I'll be praying. I hope you are. Next seven days. 
Come on, somebody. God's going to answer our prayers. I'm, I'm so out of time. I'm just so out of time. I got, but I got to tell you this. They'll probably fire me after this weekend. I'm so out of time. Sorry, Fred. All these other campuses, they got to make transition. They only got a 15-minute transition, and I'm still talking, and they got to make that transition. But can I tell you, only two verses are written about Jabez, but there is something else said about Jabez. It's in First Chronicles, I believe, chapter 2. And it says, there was a city by the name of Jabez where the scribes, biblical scribes, and their families lived. Most scholars believed that that city was named after this man full of pain who prayed a prayer and God answered his prayer. And because of the great things God did in his life, they named this city after this man. What are you saying, preacher? Jabez's beginning was awful. He was birthed into to pain. He was rejected. His family, he, he was, his, his family sends him to a life of pain. Yet they named a whole city after this guy. Here's my closing thought. I'm done. I'm out of here. We're all through. It's 714, baby, a.m. and 714 p.m. Here's what I want you to get as I close. Your beginning doesn't determine your end. Where you are right now doesn't determine your future. Here's what I want you to see. Prayer is what determines your future. Father, I thank you. I thank you, God, for all these and all of our services that have heard this this message. I pray, God, that not only would we be inspired to pray, but, God, that we would pray this prayer. Oh, God, that you would bless us. That you would enlarge our territory. God, that your hand would be upon us and that you would keep us from evil. My heads are bowed, eyes are closed all over this sanctuary there in Fresno, there in Madeira. Maybe you're here today and your prayer is a prayer of salvation. It's a prayer that receives Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. Maybe you're one of our services today and you you don't have a relationship with God or at one time you did, but you're not living for him. And you want to get that right in your life. The Bible says all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall be saved. If that's you here today at all of our campuses, in fact, I want you to just go ahead and pray this prayer. Everybody pray in this prayer. And if that's you here today and you need a relationship with God with all your guts on the inside, pray this prayer. Mean it with everything you've got. And I'm here to tell you, it's going to change your life forever. Say this with me. Say, Father God, today I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe he's the son of God. I believe that he died upon the cross, took my sin, took my penalty. I declare that he's Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins. And from this day forward, with your help, I'm going to live for you in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. Come on, give it up for all those that prayed that prayer at all of our campuses. This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Randy Han and Celebration Church in Fresno, California. For more information, please visit celebrationchurch.cc.